KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller here for the next couple of hours to talk sports with you. Thanks for uh, giving us some of your time here today. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this at the bottom of the hour. Our friend Wade Looking Bill, who helps us out all basketball season long with the Hawkeyes, will be here as we will preview Iowa on the road tonight at Creighton. It is a well-scheduled for a 9 o'clock tip. Pretty good night of college basketball, I'm sure, that we'll get into that throughout the morning. Uh, and if not throughout the beginning of the show, certainly at the end, as I have a feeling they'll show up in the circle plays of the day. But anyways, we'll talk to Wade Looking Bill about Creighton and Iowa uh, coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Bama Bob Trent and I will recap college football, kind of take a sneak peek ahead to the weekend, what we might hear tonight, uh, whose path is... Um, the most difficult of the unbeatens or one loss team uh, to find their way into the college football playoff. Yes, we know there's two weeks to play, but uh, we will discuss some of those topics. And then Frank Schwab, who covers the NFL for yahoosports.com, will join us at 1230 to try and make heads or tails out of the NFL um, as we are, what, now into week 11 coming up, I want to say. Uh, week number 11. Uh, with a pretty good slate of primetime games. Trent Condon, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself, your Broncos? Hey, how about those guys? Red hot. I, Mr. Monday Night had it Yeah, again. you had to 2-0. Double play. You did. You had the first half as well as the uh, uh, as taking them uh, with the point spread. I mean, just a crazy ending, right? Yeah. Just a crazy end. Was was it really Demar Hamlin was on the field as the as the that wasn't supposed to be on the field? Is that what it was? That's what I saw on Twitter oh, no. or on X. Um, no, no, no. That's what I thought too. But when he made that tackle, though, yeah, did it got, hear, it got me in the throat a little. It did, but you know what? It, it took a while for the Bills fan base to realize. I yes, think. yeah, because you could kind of hear it building, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. But um, apparently, he might have been. I mean, what a nut! I mean, if you watch sports long enough, you're going to see something you haven't seen before, right? Yeah, yep. And for Denver to get a, a, an essentially a redo after they'd missed and would have lost the football game and Will Lutz splits the sticks, I don't know what to think now, Trent. Am I back on? I guess I am. I mean, Russell Wilson, was an, he's been okay this year. He has been. And he's ruined the, the Denver Bronco experience for me. In Can you buy back in now? Sean Payton's there a but little I bit like of time. I like that, yes. Yeah. We've talked about... The first half's how they good, and that's why Mr. Monday Night jumped on the mm-hmm. first half because their scripted plays, their first quarter, first halves have been good. It's been the second half where the collapse yeah. happened in the first month and a half or so yeah. of the season. Yeah. And maybe this team's starting to figure it out a little I bit. Yes. I mean, their losses, there's the start of the year of uh, Vegas, Washington, they got beat 70 to 20. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the defense trend since then, and I get it, it's been. Not exactly. Fields and yeah. Wilson, no, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. um, and then Patrick Mahomes again, and uh, um, Jordan Love. So those are the quarterbacks they played. Not exactly with the exception of Mahomes, the greatest slate of QBs in the league. But look at four and five. Worst case scenario, they mess around. They they miss the playoffs and they draft thirty two minus fourteen is seventeen. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Go eight nine. Yeah, go eight nine. But you know what? 
Okay. You're back in I'm for a while. I'm back in for yeah. a while. Back in for a while. Because the mock drafts will be still there in January and February. They and will. April, March and April. And they're tied to Wilson for another year. Yeah. I don't think there's any way in hell that they can possibly get rid of this cat before uh, the end of next season. So if Sean Payton can uh, patch him up and make him serviceable and let him... Um, you know, make some of the plays, and he's and he's running the football. He kind of looks some ways like he did in Seattle for all of those years. 231 yards on the ground, 25 yards per game and rushing. And does he lead all quarterbacks? Mm. No, he can't, because he can't. I wouldn't know. I mean, i got to think Jackson's on that list. Right, some. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but look, we'll see. Good win last night, crazy football game. Uh, the ending in particular, you just don't see 12 men on the field after the field goal was missed. So what does this do for Buffalo in the grand scheme of things? Well, it starts with the firing of Ken Dorsey. Yeah, yeah. Needed to happen. Now Joe Brady's been given the keys, and of course Joe Brady is famous for uh, Joe Burrow oh, in LSU, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for, um, for taking Burrow to the next level. And then where did he leave to? He left for a big money Carolina? Does that seem right? Yes, I believe you're correct, yeah. Uh, before he obviously that didn't work out, and now he's with the Bills, and we'll call plays for the Bills and try and fix Josh Allen. And if suddenly they get turned around and they're at minimum a playoff team, Joe Brady, is he trending towards becoming a coach if he can get this offense back to what you anticipate? Well, maybe, but here's the thing. If you're a Buffalo fan, now we'll, we'll give you this week, the Jets, mm-hmm. and then here's the rest of their schedule. Okay, At Eagles, yeah. at Chief, Ugh. home to Cowboy, uh, at Charger, yeah. New England, okay. Brady, Brady there. At Miami to end it, Whew. and that could be I mean uh, the AFC East the uh, tilt at the end of the season. So not going to be easy for those Buffalo Bills. Maybe their window has closed and give them wins against the Jets and Patriots. Find another one on there. That only gets them to seven. <laughs> That's not enough. You need three more. I uh, at least two. At least yeah. and probably three. Probably so. I don't think a nine and eight team is going to get there. I don't think they are, Trent. Not the AFC. The, Not with the North, though. Finally, we get to see the North bang against each other this week mm-hmm. in both the matchups. Of course, the big Thursday nighter, Cincinnati, oh. Baltimore, both coming off losses. How how great that's going to be, and then Pittsburgh, Cleveland. I mean, that's that's a good, compelling matchup there. Who is the um, Who are your best five teams in the AFC? If you had the power rank today, okay, would you put Baltimore over the Chiefs? No, I wouldn't either. But I th- but they're close, close. But all three but of those Baltimore losses. too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then who? All right. It's probably still Cincinnati for me. Last week's loss. It was last place in their division. They are, but it was wonky. It was weird. You're talking about power. The way that I look at power rankings, they play this week on a Mm -hmm. neutral field. Who would I choose? Mm -hmm. And I don't believe there's another team this week that I would think would beat Cincinnati in that scenario. I'm with you. Jacksonville? No. Uh, Miami? Miami plays a team with the pulse they could beat. Houston? Do we have that's to start? a team. That's a team that's got your attention. Do they at least make your top five? They, the, they, they will. The defense still isn't great by any means. Mm-hmm. But CJ Stroud, twenty to one now to win the MVP. The MVP. The MVP. Not yeah. the rookie of the year. <laughs> the MVP. You don't know where you're near getting twenty to no, one. No, you're probably he's home free. Yeah. Uh, twenty to one to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. I, I see your ears pricking up. Who over is there. the favorite to win the MVP? It's no uh, longer Mahomes. Is it still Mahomes? Let's find it here. Let's get it in front of us and make sure we got this right up there. I would think Mahomes would still be your leader. You know, with a bye week, it just everything goes to the back of your mind, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, Dak. Uh, mm. No, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is in the conversation. 
Um, awards. Here we go. This is from DraftKings. Your betting favorite currently is Jalen Hurts. Is he plus really? 280. Over Mahomes. Mahomes is 3-1, to one, so right behind him. Lamar, plus 425. Tua, plus 550. Burrow at 10-1. Mm-hmm. McCaffrey's 18-1. Purdy, 20-1. Stroud at DraftKings, 25-1. And Purdy was, the, was a co-favorite a couple of weeks ago, he right, was, with Mahomes? Yeah. Maybe after... It was maybe after their first loss, and it kind of became a three-way okay. right in that time. Then you get down into Justin Herbert. There you go, hundred to one. I'm done on the Chargers. Josh Dobbs, hundred to one. Well, how about that? <laughs> I mean, what a story this guy's writing. It Five truly teams is. in eighteen months. Mm-hmm. And what he's done with those Minnesota Vikings, who I think are a playoff team. Do you? Yes. Oh, no doubt. I bet on them last week when they were plus money. Let's play that game to make the playoffs. Here we go. Bring up the... Yeah, are we in the NFC? I uh, have everything here okay. in front of me. All right. Uh, listed alphabetically. Vikings. The S is now minus 200 to make the playoffs. Last week, you could have got it when I was telling mm-hmm. people about it mm-hmm. at plus 125. What are, what are the Texans? The Houston Texans. Yes, no to make the playoffs. The yes, plus 105. So still not sold. Mm-hmm. What about the Steelers? Because even though the Steelers are 6-3, and three, there's a lot of folks that think they're doing this with uh, um, smoke and mirrors. Minus 110 on both uh-huh. sides. Fair. Bills? Buffalo. That's a good one after just looking at their schedule. The yes is now plus 200. 2-1 two for them to make the playoffs. The no? I don't think they are. you got to lay minus 250. Uh-huh. Cowboys are home free. Yes. Um, Minus four, uh, 40 to 1. Minus 4,000. How about Atlanta? Okay. Somebody's going to win the South. Yes, plus 195. Mm. So New Orleans is, let's find the Saints, N. That's still how you spell it, right? New Orleans. Yes, says, right. Okay, yes, with an N, yes, uh-huh. uh, I don't see them listed. Uh, going a little bit deeper here. So they're all alphabetical, except for a couple of teams. Apparently the Saints being one of them. And the Saints are not on here right now. It's Why? weird. Very odd. Hmm. Something to that? Don't Quarterback know. injury? Uh, maybe. With Carr? Maybe, maybe that's the maybe, reason. Maybe, yeah. Um, are they on a bye? Is this their bye? I think this is their bye this oh, okay. week. I believe it is. So uh, probably trying to get a little bit more info on the Saints. They are off. They're off. So quarterback injury, what they're going mm-hmm. to be. And when they get back, they go to Atlanta. Big. Yeah. Big, big for the South. Don't have to... Um, I can't uh, overestimate that. Anyways, uh, so what do you expect tonight? It's a great night of college basketball. It mm-hmm. really is. There's some marquee games all over the place, uh, including you know the game that moves the needle here. You I'm, and I, Loris. That's no. not one of them. Drake, Southwest Minnesota State. They keep going, Trent. Got to go a little bit deeper. Oh, Iowa Creighton? Well, that's on the list for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And we get the late night tip at 9 o'clock. I love that. Not as much for you. Michigan State Duke. That's a good one to start things off. So that'll be at 6 o'clock. That is the early one of the Champions Classic. We got the Gavit Games with Marquette going to Illinois, mm-hmm. both in the top 25, and the headliner, Kansas-Kentucky. Yeah, big. And what time's that one? 8? Uh, 8.30. 8.30? Yeah, because you have the 25 minutes after the game concludes, and they'll get the guys out there for warm-up. So. Oh, you know what we're going to have? You know what we're going to have at that time? I think. Oh, the halftime? Uh-huh. College football playoff review? Did they do that review? in between the two games? I think they Last year, I think they did. Okay, at halftime. I we'll think, yes. Or in between the games, not at halftime. Yeah, in between games. In between yeah, games, right. yeah. I think that's probably why they built in a ha- um, mm-hmm. 
What's on FS1? Well, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, Mar- Mar- uh, Marquette in Illinois precede Iowa Creighton. So the the the, uh, the Hawks are going to tip at what time? Nine twenty. Yeah, probably nine fifteen. So. Yeah. Watch it on the Fox Sports app. Oh, and they geez. don't change it. If I have to deal with that again, I'm going to be irate. Uh, but I there saw- is an FS2. They could park it. I mean, what could they possibly have on FS2 tonight? Maybe something. I have noticed they've had a few more Big East games on there. Have they? And on Saturday, with all the college football going on, I think there um, was maybe, uh, there might have been a DePaul game or something. Mm-hmm. Some Big East game. Providence, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That was parked over there. Yeah, do that. Make sure that I can have it on my TV so I'm not fighting with an app and... Fight with my crappy internet. Yeah, I'm with you. Old uh, men talking about television. What uh, What do we expect from this game tonight? Points. Yeah, a lot of them. Both, yeah. well, both teams will score. Yeah. For sure. Uh, the total is already indicating that as it opened at 159. It's up to 163 pretty much Jeez. across the board. Is that enough? And I think that's going to keep going up, uh-huh. yeah. Um, I was been better defensively, but against two tomato cans. Mm-hmm. Can't read a ton into that. No, I'm so glad that this that this game is happening tonight, yeah. Trent. Me- measure yourself. Yes. I absolutely. wish Iowa State had an opportunity to do that, too. Yeah, before they get down before to Florida. They, absolutely. This is great for Iowa. And even the Florida tournament, we talked about their side of the bracket yesterday. It's not it? the deepest, right? No, VCU is not very good mm-hmm. this year. Looks like I think they're going to coast into the championship game, and then there'll be some pushback over on that side. But yeah, I think we're going to learn a lot about this Iowa team. I thought it was interesting, Fran, yesterday talking about the freshmen because I think all four of those guys at one time or another had been eye-opening. Brock Harding, what is it? Friday night he was terrific. 15 assists in 25 minutes played. I don't care who you're playing. Mm -hmm. That's incredibly impressive. Where did I I watch that Peacock on Friday night. Yes, that was the Peacock. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, We've seen... And by the way, it stunk. Oh, Peacock. Not the, well, the game wasn't great, yeah. um, but it was good to see, because I was looking on Twitter, and it wasn't just at the Miller House. It, it wasn't just the old man trying to... Yeah, it wasn't it, an internet thing. Yeah, it, or, was, yeah. Uh, it was awful. Yeah. I mean, grainy and just, yeah, it wasn't uh, the best production. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see. Oh, I thought Harding was terrific in the game. I really did. I like this kid. Freeman's really good. Mm, yes, he's he is. He's just going to be a good, solid mm-hmm. four-year player. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that is kind of a building block of the future going forward of Iowa basketball. Dembali, he, he has his moments. Yeah. You can see that there is a ton of upside raw. to him. Very raw. Yeah. But it's knocked down a couple of threes. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm on board. He's got athleticism. Mm-hmm. So this freshman class and Price Sanford, you know, it's he'll be able to play offensively and talked about him coming into the year. It'll be interesting to see. Fran, the last, what, four years now has been built, five years, has been built on one stud player, right? Yep. Get the ball to him. Yep. That's not this team. Nope. And there's nights where it's going to be Sanford. There's going to be nights it's going to be Patrick one of the Patrick Mahaffey on Friday night. Yeah, Patrick well, played really well, especially did. early in that game when Iowa was kind of struggling a little bit. It was Patrick this step. But Cricky's going to have a game where you know he has 24. There's going mm-hmm. to be those kind of moments throughout the course of the year. And is that a better thing, maybe, for this team? You know, when Iowa played really well early in the McCaffrey era, that's kind of what it was. So many different guys that can beat you. It'll be fun to see because we saw it, well, the last couple of years. Because Luca was always solid, at least offensively, right? You always know you're going to get something from him. But there were times that Keegan or Chris, when they were the guy, they didn't have it. Mm -hmm. And when they didn't have it, team didn't have a whole lot of other options they could go to. Not the case this year. I still think they get blown out. Uh, do you really do? What, do. How, how many points is Creighton favored by? It's up to 12 and a half Is now. it really? Yeah. Double digits? Jeez. It, it's up to 12 and a half, yeah. It, what did it open at? Uh, nine and a half? Okay. Nine, I think flat nine, actually. Yeah, flat nine. But Trey Alexander. No, so. he's he's on a roll, Trey. Yeah. Uh, Perkins will get the guard of him. Mm-hmm. And, 
And Alec, Alexander's got some size, right? I mean, he's he's is he six he's five? Six, six, yeah, six four? six four, six five. Yeah, he's thick though too, like mm-hmm. sc- really strong with the ball. Obviously, Calc Brenner is a difference maker, and that's probably the biggest concern because seven foot one of them. Cricky's a terrible defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he makes Luca Garza look like a, a plus <laughs> defender. Cricky is a bad defender inside, and I think you're going to see that show up here against Kelk Brenner. That would be uh, Shireman. We've seen him now. Well, going back to his days before he got to Creighton, this is just a good offensive player. They got a lot of weapons. And they Why did Nemhart leave? Was it just purely money? <sighs> I think so. But wasn't there something with his brother, too, and his I don't connections remember. out to Gonzaga? Maybe. I think there was something with that was also. Because yeah. this team was built to come back and mm-hmm. make... They were, look, they were close last year. What were they, Elite Eight last year? Yes, yeah. Because I think, well, recently, they hadn't been to a Sweet 16 until the last couple of years. Uh-huh. Program history. The most overrated college basketball <laughs> program in the Midwest was Creighton. And now uh, they've broken through. And McDermott doesn't have a whole lot of affinity for Iowa. If they got a chance to run it up a little bit, why is that? Because he was passed over? No, just the U and I days yep. and the Iowa State days. Mm-hmm. He likes to St- stick it to the Hawks. Does he? Yeah, a little extra. Little See, extra there, there was there was a time that um, I was under the assumption that um, that that, that uh, Hawkeye job was maybe a dream of his, well, a goal of his. I, I think it was, and passed over. So he was. When did he leave for Iowa State? Do you remember offhand when that? What year that was? Oh, I don't. Um, I don't. Let's After see. Wayne Morgan, so yeah. 2007, six. So Alford would have been that he, because they they didn't pass over McDermott for, for Licklider. Lip, no, oh, no, maybe for Licklider. Yeah, because he left you and I in 2006. So yeah, he was already at Iowa State. Mm-hmm. What? How well did this work for Iowa State? And oh Creighton? my God, unbelievable. Now you can play the what for Nick thing. Nurse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got a check for three days. I don't of work. even think he drove to Ames. <laughs> that worked out pretty well. Yes. And now, now look at what he's doing at the NBA. Pretty, he's got a championship ring and he's coaching the Sixers. The what ifs of Wesley Johnson not departing Iowa <laughs> yeah, State. Right. If well, if Doug would have, if he would have stuck around and yeah. Doug became the player that we saw him become at mm-hmm. Iowa State, what could have been? But eventually, speaking of what ifs, that's still my greatest what if. Which 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 is the Kansas players. No, 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 not oh, that one. Okay. You and I was coming off the Sweet 16. If Greg didn't take the Creighton job and stayed at Iowa State for another year, Doug goes off to you and I. What the UNI program would be Oof. and would have built into. I mean, it was already becoming a power at the mid major mm-hmm. level. And then you throw in four years of Doug McDermott. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the, you and I basketball nationally, I think, would be known a whole lot different. Coming off the Sweet 16, you bat- they had good teams during those years, too. You throw an All-American into the mix, we could be talking about you and I, not Gonzaga, but no, Trent, maybe you're it's right. not Loyola that's in the A-10. You're, you're, you're 100% right. Because maybe it's not Wichita State that's maybe, in the A-10. Maybe. Maybe it's Northern Iowa. Because Jacobson had that team mm-hmm. on a roll back in that period of time. I one mean, of my they, great what-ifs yeah, when we're looking back one. at history. But, I mean, they had some guys, too, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, Farouk Manesh and yes. Joe and the Cook brothers, all three of them, and... They had some dudes. What was the big kid pitcher? Lucas Sorier. Sorier, yes. Had the big uh, uh, four-leaf clover on his shoulder. Yep. Big Irish lad big out Irish there. Big Irish lad, yeah. yes. The Cook brothers, you mentioned Johnny Moran. and yeah, They, they had some dudes. They, they were really good. You throw McDermott into them. Oof. 
Oh boy, that that would have been certainly different. But did you see who practiced with Drake yesterday? What's going on there? <laughs> the Sandman, Adam Sandler. Felt like uh, we were the only two people in Des Moines that didn't make it. Apparently, to the Adam Sandler show last night. Oh, is that right? Oh was... yeah, everybody on on Facebook and social really? media. Really? Oh yeah, felt like every one of my friends was there. I didn't even. Know I didn't about even know he was here. Yeah, I was. I was disappointed that I wasn't. Would there. you have gone? Oh, absolutely. You really yeah. would have love Adam Sandler. Yeah, it's the dude of my youth. Like it's the comedian okay. of my youth. Be like you watching. I'm not sure that you can find anything, Trent. Richard Pryor? No, I I was never into the comedy. Really? Never into it. You're a funny guy. Yeah, but I'm very into. The, I'm not into the comedy. Yeah. Huh. I live so, a pretty structured life. <laughs> well, we, we do know that. Yeah. It hasn't always been this way. You've gotten more structured as the years have gone on. I think on. probably so. Just a little bit. I think probably so. Back in the day, you had an opportunity to see Eddie Murphy. He's playing in Winnipeg. You're mm, Monday Night Football? Nope. It's a Tuesday. Jets playing? Nope. Well, they can't be because no, they're, they're at the, the same building. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Really? I don't know. Huh, that's interesting. Never was into it. But uh, So was he at Wells Fargo Sandler? Yeah. And yep. it was packed? Yeah. That many that many seats sold. They didn't open the upper deck, did they? Uh, judging from some of the pictures, really? I believe so. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Anyways, what's his, what's his best movie? Ah, uh, Happy Gilmore. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, yeah. never saw it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, time for another uh, keyword, another opportunity for a you or someone to win $1,000. Again, uh, Wade Looking Bill coming up. We'll t- uh, talk more about this Creighton-Iowa game here tonight. Uh, maybe some nuggets throughout the morning or a couple of hours on uh, both Iowa and Iowa State press conferences, football-wise, that are going on. Boy, trying to figure out this whole Big 12 tiebreaker, if, if, if. Ugh! It's it's impossible, Trent. Well, and there are so many different avenues. And the dumbest part about it is there are scenarios where there's like a three-way tie. One of them, I think, involving Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma beat them both. So easy, right? You would think. No, not with the way that they structured this thing. No, it goes to the next opponent that they had all played. And with the record. No, you have a round robin between those three teams. How can that possibly... I, I went through it. Heartland College Sports had a write-up about it. Did they? And my head... Did they do the work for us? Yeah. That my head was spinning. Well, it was a, the podcast that I was listening to last night with Pete Mundo and one of their editors that had kind of put all the work together. Okay. And I don't know if they put it on paper, but they were just talking through it. Whew, it is as convoluted as anything that I can remember. And this is the problem when you don't have divisions. I know, I know. divisions are going away. I know. But a very likely sure scenario. simplifies it, doesn't it, it, when you have divisions? Yes, and you play everybody in your uh-huh. division, and it's very simple. Mm-hmm. When you get into this, well, we're seeing what very well could happen. If you're tied, the, who won the head-to-head? There's still a path where Iowa State plays Texas Tech. in the Texas Tech? Yes, in the Big 12. Texas Now, Tech. You, you need a couple of major upsets for that to happen, but there's Texas still a path. Yes, there is still a path for that to happen. This thing is wild. Yeah, Texas Tech's 4-3. and three. <laughs> So I te- I texted Williams this last night. Um, if Texas is seven and two, that means they lost to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State seven and two. Oklahoma seven and two, and Iowa State wins out. I didn't put Kansas State on there because K State would have three losses because Iowa State would have beaten mm-hmm. them. So if Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Iowa State are all seven and two, who goes to Dallas? So three or four hours later, he got back to me. I'll check into what he said. <laughs> 
Three or four hours later, he got back to me. You know what the matchup is? Uh-huh. It's Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I remember them talking through Bedlam that scenario again. last night. Yeah, we'll get a rematch of Bedlam in that scenario. And I can't wrap my mind around it. It is incredibly The good difficult. news is we got two weeks, and hopefully that'll help. the teams will help us out, mm-hmm. make it not as complicated. But on one hand, I kind of want that. On the other hand, bring me chaos. Yes. Right. Chaos is good, right? Let let the let the let the uh, the talkers struggle to uh, to figure it out or embarrass themselves, whichever. It'll be good radio, um, but uh, but chaos can be a good thing. How anyway. about a chaos? This still a opportunity for an eight way tie for first place. Eight way tie for first place for first place. Figure that one out. So Texas is lost. Mm-hmm. So everybody would have to get to three losses. Yeah. In order to get eight teams in, so if there's a if there's an eight way tie, that would bring the Jayhawks into it. Mm-hmm. Texas Tech is into it. Mm-hmm. West Virginia's into it. Yeah, and then all the two loss teams, clones, both Oklahoma teams, Longhorns and uh, and Wildcats. So you know when it comes to late February March, we go to our buddy M Red. Yes. that has that website yes. bball.notnothing.net. Right, you love it, and he has it now for Big Twelve football. For, does he? He does. So you can plug in things. You can plug in each of the next two weeks, and it'll spit out what it's going to be. So let's have all the favorites, along with Iowa State, winning both games. You ready for this? All right, Wade Looking, Bill, if you're listening, we're going to get to you a couple of minutes late, Wade, but we're coming. That would create a four-way tie at the top with Oklahoma State, Texas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma. Oklahoma State would be the quote-unquote number one seed. They would be the top team. The team Iowa State beat. With Texas above Iowa State and Oklahoma based on winning percentage against the number seven teams that all of them, they all had to play a team below them, 1-0. Above Texas based on record versus common opponent, and all games equal 5-1 and one in that scenario. Convoluted. Mm. Mm. Whew, this thing is an absolute mess. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So you can play around with that, spit out the scenarios, and find the path for Iowa State to get in. All right, well, uh, time for the keyword. We rang the bell. It's time to uh, see if you can claim some of this NIL money. Head to the KXNO.com right now. Uh, the pop-up box will appear, and once it does, type in the keyword dollar, dollar at KXNO.com. Your chance to win 1000 of those dollars. Dollar at KXNO.com. Wade Licking, well, Wade Looking Bill on Iowa next. Miller and Condon with you until one. Bama Bob uh, on college football to start our number two. Frank Schwab on the NFL uh, at about 12.30. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Hi, 
right, Miller and Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, kind of half surprised the Texas-Iowa State game's not sold out yet. Yeah. I mean, what are you waiting for, Cologne fans? Senior day? Chance at a title tilt. Chance at a title. Last time Texas comes to town, if nothing else, show up and boo the hell out of them. <laughs> right. Right? Get your horns down ready. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, who am I to say I'm going to be nestled in my chair in Ankeny? But come on, let's go. Uh, let's talk Wade Looking, Bill. He covers the Hawkeyes for us, former player. And uh, throughout the year on a weekly basis, Wade joins us. What a perfect opportunity this week in advance of Creighton and Iowa. Nine-ish <laughs> tip tonight, FS1 over in Omaha. Hello, Wade Looking, Bill. How are you? Good, good. Really been ready for some, some actual basketball. It's going to be a fun one tonight. The bells ring out and the banners fly. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm ready for this. Wade, your uh, connection, or is that my connection? I think it might have been you. I can hear him loud and okay. clear. Uh, anyways. So, Wade, let's kind of... Is that okay? Or? Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Okay. Uh, let's go back to the first two games, and we've seen them twice. Um, the last time on Thursday, on Friday night. Did your Peacock feed crap out on you at all when you were watching, or is it just... Yeah, me? so I didn't watch that first game. Was that BTM Plus? Yes. I watched the Alabama State. That's what I watched. It was glitchy. Yeah. It was glitchy. Yeah. But here's the thing. Get used to it. Yeah, it's no. not going away. Nope. Before long, we're going to be watch streaming the Super Bowl that's going to be played in Paris or Berlin. <laughs> and, you know, it's not going away. But it was fine. It it was fine. It sounds crazy what you just said, but you know what? It just may happen at one point. So what's your what's your takeaway after two games? Let's start with the freshman first of all, Wade. And I look at Harding when he gets to the Big Ten. That's a different animal. He's going to be tested tonight. But boy, oh boy, I can see why they're excited about this kid, all 160 pounds of him. He's fun to watch. He's fun to watch. I was trying to think. I can't think of a player that I was had like that, you know, you know really ever. Um, he plays like like Jason Williams, you know, white chocolate. Mm-hmm. Now, he's mm-hmm. not at that level, but as far as the, the showmanship and the chemistry he and Owen Freeman have, um, I like him a lot. You know, 14 assists, had a couple extra turnovers that maybe he shouldn't have had, but he gives them a spark that they just don't get from anybody else. We uh, look at this, Wade, and this team. You mentioned Harding. Owen Freeman, what he's done to Bale, you got Bryce Sanford. It's it feels like the future looks very bright for Iowa basketball in the here and now. The defense has looked a touch better this season. Hard to tell against two opponents that certainly were overmatched. But do you see anything defensively? Anything that gives you hope that this team's not going to be a great defensive team? But can they be a tick better? Yeah, you know, I I, I think the analogy is a little bit like. Iowa football's offense. You know, Iowa's football's offense, they don't need the 11th best offense in the country. They need the 62nd best offense. And I think with Iowa basketball, they don't need to be the best defensive college basketball team in the country. But if they can be middle of the pack, you know, maybe that, that, that top third, they might have something. And I, I think, I think they're going to have to, Trent, because they just don't have, they don't have Luca. They don't have any of the Murray brothers left. But I like what they have. Or for a mix. Now we don't know anything. We'll find out more tonight. Mm-hmm. But um, you know the the schedule gets pretty tough even after tonight. So we're going to find a lot out about this team even before Christmas. Love it. Uh, who does Owen Freeman remind you of? What former Hawk does Freeman remind you of? Uh, he's a good player. You know he uh, Purdue offered him. You know he transferred into Moline for his senior year to play with Brock. Um, you know 
a more athletic Luca Garza, maybe, um, which is is a lot to say. But I I like him. You know, I, I think again he just he has a little bit of an edge to him, whether it's the the floppy hair or just coming <laughs> off the bench and trying to dunk on people. Now, he's he's got a lot of work to do, but I'm kind of looking forward to tonight with him and Culpepper. You know, two guys that are really post up guys. I think Owen's got a little more range than Kalkbrenner does. Ryan Kalkbrenner is one of the few old school centers that's left. He wants to protect the rim, block shots, catch lobs. They'll run that they'll run that pick and roll, try to throw it up to him for a lob, but he won't step out and, and, and shoot threes. And I think that might be a mismatch that Iowa can can take advantage of on the offensive end to draw Kalkbrenner out and have him guard make him guard Ben Crickier, make him guard Owen Freeman on the perimeter. Wade, uh, you mentioned inside with Cricky and, and what he is and kind of his versatility. He is just he's just one of those crafty guys, right? He knows, understands, he under, get, understands angles and and things like that. How to get the basketball there? What about behind him? Outside of Freeman, who I think we're really high on the decision to redshirt Riley Mulvey, just an interesting one. A guy that's been around for a couple of years. Is it normally if you have a recruiting miss, man, he's going to stick around? Well, you want him out of there in four years. What do you think's behind the decision to redshirt? They must feel like he still could help them down the line. Yeah, you know, Riley came in with with Peyton Sanford, and he was young. I think he might have even reclassified. He did. Yep. He showed up yep. on campus at seventeen mm-hmm. or a young eighteen, maybe even. So he's he he came to school one year early, just wasn't really ready. So I think by redshirting him, it says like you like you mentioned, that they like him and they think he has a chance. You know, he doesn't have to be 22 and 12, but they, if next year, the year after, they can get 12 and 7 out of him or just some type of production, I think that's what they're, what they're hoping. What about the kid that came from Belmont, the kid from Iowa City that came home? Isn't he, could he fill that yeah. role? What's his name? Uh, well, Braun. Evan Braun. 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 Evan Braun. Yeah. Big left-handed kid. You know... They wanted him to walk on initially, I, I think was what they had hoped would happen. They would get some more transfers and things. I don't know if that's quite right, but um, he's a big, strong, athletic kid, left-handed. Um, but here's the thing, though, too. You know, Cricky's going to get a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. Owen Freeman's going to get a ton of minutes. And there'll, there'll be games where Peyton plays the four, Price plays the four. Even the kid from Jersey, I can, I got to work on his name. Dimbali? Dumbali's going to play minutes, so they're really stacked at that 3-4. I, I like Evan Bronze's game. He's a big, strong kid. Um, you know, I, I think there'll be games where he plays more minutes, but it's just it's tough. And then once conference starts, you go from a 10-man rotation probably to yep. 8. So it, it'll get lean quick as far as minutes. Uh, your thoughts on Patrick's start to his career, or his career, his I season. Great. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's great. Yep. I just I want the best for that family. You know, Patrick had his issues last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jack, who's at West High, the youngest McCaffrey, mm-hmm. is obviously going through a lot of things that people probably know about. Mm-hmm. And, that, you know, I just I, I just wish the best for that family. And, and um, when Patrick's on, I mean, he, he looks like Keith Van Horn sometimes to kind of go way back to Utah. I mean, he can shoot threes. He'll come down and dunk on you. Um, he looks bigger this year, more physical. Um, he he has a chance to be, have a really good year, and he he's going to have to he's he's going to have to be sixteen and seven, eighteen and seven for for them to have a chance. Wait, uh, Desante Bowen, a guy that in the exhibition game against Quincy, he was brutal, and he's gone out there. 
played really well in the first game. Didn't shoot it well in the second game Friday night against Alabama State, but definitely distributed two games, five assists in each of the games, no turnovers. I don't want to say I thought it was a lost cause, but I thought maybe it was trending that direction. Yeah, (laughs) A big bounce back to the beginning of the year here from DeSante Bowen. What have you seen from the starting point guard? You know, he's played two games into his sophomore year. You know, you kind of forget. He, he's a sophomore, right? Or is he, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a, yeah. So he's played, he's played two games in his sophomore year. You know, I, I think it's, here's the thing. Whether it's Michigan State the other night going one for 20 from three mm-hmm. or whoever it is, if you can't shoot the basketball, again, good luck trying to play. Michigan State's not going to all, all of a sudden tonight become a better shooting team against Duke. You know, they're they're not going to get better. And I think that's the one thing where maybe DeSante, Tony Perkins, to, to, to some extent, if you can't consistently shoot the basketball, at least be a threat, it's tough to get minutes. Now, I, I do like what he does, but I also kind of like the spark that Brock Harding came in, even though he had a couple more assists. He's just a little more flash. Um, DeSante's bigger. He can guard. Um, but, you know, I think he played 18 minutes against Alabama State, and Brock played about the same. So I think you might see something like that where he starts every game, DeSante Bowen, but, you know, Brock Harding might get more and more minutes as the year goes on. So you don't think it's it'll be a case of um, fewer minutes because the toll of the Big Ten is starting to catch up with Brock Harding? Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's some there's some 24-year-old seniors in the league. You forget, there's old yeah. kids, yeah. grown men running around the conference. But besides Purdue, you know, Illinois is pretty good. Indiana's got some transfers. Michigan State's got some warts. There's games out there to be won. You know, it's it's not like, you know, Glenn Robinson and Chris Weber <laughs> and Calvert Chaney are coming at you. There's games that Iowa can win. Now, it's just something where – and they stay healthy. They got a tough stretch. They go to I think it's San Diego and play Oklahoma and maybe USC. Um, they get Purdue early, like December fourth. So it's going to be trial by fire. I, I think if they can survive tonight's going to be tough. Tonight's going to be real tough. But I think Creighton is a lot like Iowa. They don't really want to guard anybody either. They just want to shoot a lot of yep. threes, get up and down. That's how Iowa wants to play. So if Creighton has an off night tonight, and maybe they can get some of those guards in foul trouble. I think Iowa's got a chance. Now they're going to have to play really well, and again, Creighton's going to have to have an off night. If it doesn't, it's, it, it could get ugly because Creighton's, you know, their Final Four contender for sure. We know that Cricky's not a great defender. Kelk Brenner, he's a problem. What do you do? What's the game plan defensively against Kelk Brenner, and especially if he starts going early? He's drop step dunking. He's he's doing the things. He's making a jumper from the outside. What do you do defensively to get the ball out of Kelk Brenner's hands? He's so big. He's so big. My my buddy Paul Lusk helped recruit him at Creighton, and I met Ryan one time. He is a big kid, um, but offensively, you know, he's limited. There's a reason why he came back. Yep. Creighton. You know, catches yep. lobs, protects the rim. Got a nice jump hook. Um, I think Cricky's a little better than, say, Philip Robacha was, you know, from the perimeter. So I think if Cricky can draw him away from the basket, um, maybe you go small. Maybe maybe you put Peyton at the four, bring in Owen Freeman at the five that can draw him out a little bit. But he is unique. He is Zach. He's not Zach Eady because he's probably more mobile, but he can run the courts. And he's a really good college player. So 
Um, I think you draw them away from the basket and try to knock down some shots. Going to be fun to watch these Hawkeye freshmen tonight as they get their first real test uh, of college basketball. We'll see how they do. Wade, thank you for doing this for us. Uh, As always, we appreciate it. Have a happy Thanksgiving, you and your family. We will uh, talk to you uh, in December. Thank you, Wade. Appreciate it, as always. You guys call anytime. Yep. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Wade Looking, Bill, former Hawkeye, helps us out with the Hawks on a weekly basis during the college basketball season. Uh, the key word this hour was, uh, it was dollar, in case you missed it, dollarkxno.com. We'll come back, finish up the first hour of the program. Bama Bob, Trent, and I will talk college football. To kick off hour two, Frank Schwab back to the NFL at about 12.30. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. It's Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Healthy Life. Now back to Miller and Con. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until 1 o'clock. Here's a story that broke within the last hour, Trent, and I'm torn uh, about it. Um, you're aware of the hockey player that lost his life when he was cut with the skate blade yeah. over in, in uh, London. The guy whose blade actually... You know, killed a guy. Has been charged with manslaughter this morning. Mm. How do you? I mean, it's about intent. That's what you would have to prove, right? right. How do yeah. you prove? Now he does do a little kicking motion at the end, mm-hmm. and he is. I mean, you, it's very rare that a skate cut it can, certainly can happen. We just saw it. Yes, um, but it's rare. But to charge in a sporting event, one guy with, in this case, manslaughter. Feels like too much. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it's dirty. I mean, he clearly... But is he losing his balance and that's why his foot does Mm -hmm. what it does? I mean, if you're a defense attorney with worth assault at all, wouldn't you be able to come up with a pretty good argument? And the fact that this is going to be adjudicated in a courtroom... I don't know. I I don't know. But if you're the family... I get it, yeah. Lost the life. Yeah. And if you believe that there was any kind of intent... Mm -hmm. You would want to see that pursued... To, to the end. Take and that's why we have courts, right? Right, 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 right. Can you recall anything like that? Mm. I remember there was one that uh, it was involved hockey. Uh, a guy got arrested in Vancouver. Bertuzzi was his name for Jack, uh, attacking a guy from behind and almost killing him. Was there, I'm thinking back to the Rudy Tomjanovich and oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kunert, the former Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. In the punch yeah. with Kermit Washington. Kermit Washington, yeah. Was there a court case that came out of that? I want to. I remember reading a book years ago about it, and man, that, I thought there was maybe something that happened there. 
But uh, yeah, just trying to quickly look through here if there was anything that happened in terms of a court case. But I'm not seeing anything offhand. Regardless, it's something we don't see often. Mm-mm. We down a football field. What would be a scenario where something like this would play out? Clothesline, right? I mean, it'd have to be something so egregious. Mm-hmm. But you're tackling somebody. Right. This is different. This is using a weapon. Which could be considered a weapon, right? Yeah. In order to do Skates it. Skates are really sharp. Yeah. There's a reason they're referred to blades. Yes, because that's what they are. Uh-huh. Man, that's tough. Yeah. I I understand it certainly from the family of the impacted party mm-hmm. that you want some kind of closure. Sad, unfortunate, but mm-hmm. criminal? I don't know. We'll see where it goes. We are going to go to the realm of college football. Bama Bob will join us. Uh, any change in the top four tonight? Yes, there George, is. Georgia's number one. You think yeah. Georgia gets elevated to one? Yeah. Bumps Ohio State down? I think so. Yeah, that was an impressive win by Georgia. It was. Um, Alabama's got a Texas problem. That Missouri win looks a lot that better, too. That was huge. Yeah. The domination mm-hmm. in Tennessee that they had. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see that. Yeah, I think Georgia elevates to one. Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, Florida State 4. Well, now Michigan's got a little bit of meat to their resume. Do they elevate Michigan to number Ah. 2? You know, this is the time. This is a TV show. You're going to tune in tonight, maybe. No, God, no. no. Probably not. But you'll read the recap on X. For sure. Yeah. I'll form my own opinions. That's what I do. I don't need those idiots telling me what to do because they manufacture something new every single week. They do. And if they don't, they make something up. Um, and the committee a, makes it up as they go. And that's what drives A lot of Alabama fans rooting for Iowa State this weekend. Right, yeah. In a big, big way. All right, we'll take our uh, time off. Come back, hour number two. Bama Bob Trent and I will talk about college football. Uh, we will talk to Frank Schwab at about 1230 on the NFL. Trends plays of the day. Circus Sports sponsor those. Hour to go. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.